What's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner, and we're here with another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast, home of all things Houston Rockets on the Fan First Sports Network. And tonight, Rockets pulling out another victory. Final score, your Houston Rockets 113, the Detroit Pistons 101. But the score did not reflect nor represent how much of a blowout this was. Uh, in the first quarter, two teams were pretty even, uh, Rockets pull away in that second quarter. They lead by as much as 26 in this one. Um, and they cruise to victory from there. Uh, 13-0 run from the Pistons in that fourth quarter, uh, definitely changed the score of the game, but they weren't close to pulling out a win. Rockets get this one. They're 2-0 on Summer League. Only 2-0 teams right now. There's not too many of them. Uh, it's the Houston Rockets at 2-0. The Los Angeles Lakers, 2-0. Cleveland Cavaliers, 2-0. So the Rockets are in good shape to stay un- undefeated. They're halfway there. And if they're 4-0 and they're one of the two best 4-0 teams, they'll be playing for a championship a week from Monday which is very, very exciting. Uh, player of the game tonight, none other than Jabari Smith. Jabari decided, you know what? His 33-point performance with the buzzer beater from the other night wasn't enough. He's going to go ahead and drop 38 on an efficient 13 of 25 from the field, made three triples on 10 attempts, had seven boards, six assists, uh, good night from uh, Jabari, um, which, you know, it's to be expected at this point. You know, we saw um, what happened the other night, and now we see this. Tari Eason, though, uh, honorable mention here for player of the game. 26 points, 9 rebounds for him on an efficient 12 of 25 from the field. So that's 50 shots tonight from Jabari and Tari. Uh, 50 out of the 84 shots the Rockets took came from the two top draft picks from a year ago. Jabari MVP conversation says Angelito. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly looking like it, but honestly, I'm not too sure if Jabari should play anymore. I, I said it uh, on our last episode after recapping game one, you know, what else does Jabari have to prove at this point? You know, yes, like getting these reps against some of these teams, like getting it against Portland, Detroit, two teams that are also employing a lot of their players from a year ago. Like that's important. But right now the Rockets, you know, like, okay, like you scored 60 points in in a in four quarters, like good for you. I don't know. To me, it's like what more, like what else can Jabari Smith gain at this point? You know, OKC is on the docket on Tuesday. Um, Then you have the Warriors on Thursday. Two teams that aren't really, like, bringing out their, like, top prospects. Um, Or, you know, I just, I'm to me, I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, a fun sponge and I don't like it. If Chet Holmgren's playing, though, on on Tuesday, I'd like to see that. But uh, TBD, if that's going to even be a thing. Chet did play in the Thunders opener. Uh, 16 points, 10 rebounds in their win against Dallas. So, so yeah, maybe if maybe the, he'll play against Chet 
and then maybe slow it down from there. Um, but a huge confidence boost from Jabari again, um, kind of going back toward to piggyback off of, you know, what he had in game one on Friday. And, you know, this, this, this type of Jabari, it just, there's just, it's all of those like physical tools that he had. And it's all those like, you know, natural basketball abilities, but now we're seeing the confidence come with it. And, and that to me is probably the biggest change from his game. And we'll see if it translates to the regular season, because obviously look, Detroit played a lot of their NBAers. They played Jaden Ivy tonight. They played uh, Asar Thompson, you know, James Wiseman was playing, you know, so they, they had players that, you know, have seen NBA action uh, and will see NBA action this year, but let's see how he does against a legit NBA team. So the thing is though, is that this game can translate over for Jabari. Like it doesn't take, it, it doesn't take like a rocket scientist to figure this out. Right. Like, and the, and the thing with Jabari is his role in the team, like he has potential to be the guy. And I think with the Rockets, like the way that they are building this team is that they've got several players that can be the leading scorer in any given night. And I could see nights in the regular season where Jabari does what he did tonight. You know, like that's a valid way to win basketball games. They can do it with Jalen Green. They can do it with Amen Thompson. They can do it with Shengun. They can do it with, you know, anybody. And that to me is what makes a great team is that as a team that has several different options, several different ways in which you can win, because if you can win in a number of different ways, it makes it harder for another team to be able to plug all those different holes. And that is what the Rockets are trying to build. I really would like to see how Jabari does under Ime Udoka. I really think Udoka is going to unlock a lot of that potential from what we saw in college from Jabari. You know, that, that, like, I feel like we saw an Auburn Jabari game tonight. Like, I don't know if y'all watched a lot of Auburn Jabari highlights. Um, but that's what tonight reminded me of just in his bag, taking over clearly the best player on the court. And even if they've got their best defender on him, can't guard it. And like James Wiseman was guarding him tonight. Jalen Duran was guarding him tonight. And he was able to again, excel, which is uh, lovely to see from, from Jabari Tari again, no notes. That dude is a baller, a hooper. And I can't wait for her 17 to go into the rafter someday. I really think that Tari is like, I feel like Tari has even less to prove now. Like he had not, like, I don't feel like he had nothing to prove um, coming into summer league, but the fact that these guys have wanted to play um, is, is a welcome sign. I think part of it too is, you know, it's a new coach with Ime Udoka, new coaching staff. So that could be part of it as well. But I really like what we're seeing from Tari and Jabari. It just, to me, it's like, yes, like a summer league championship, I really do think is in the cards for this group. If they, especially if they can beat OKC on, on uh, Tuesday, but I'd rather be healthy. Like the last thing you want to see is like, God forbid, like an ACL tear or something that's like going to legitimately hurt your chances of playing in the regular season like with 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 the men thompson 
thankfully it's just a small ankle sprain two to three weeks will be back but right now no need to play him and i think give him give him this thunder game but if they're playing on thursday against the warriors i'm gonna be watching that game on pins and needles because there really just is no reason to play against like if chet's not playing too i'll, I'll feel that way against okc like i would love to see chet versus jabari see how that goes Get, give give Tari some reps on Jabari as well. I think Jalen Williams is also playing as well. So Tari versus Jalen Williams, love to see that as well. You know, OKC is very similar to Houston, I feel. It, the only difference is OKC doesn't necessarily have those veteran pieces that the Rockets just got. However, they do have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who might be the best player on both rosters. So that, to me, is like the difference between the Thunder and the Rockets right now. And I'm thinking that there's a good chance that the Thunder and the Rockets sometime within the next like three or four years, will see each other in the playoffs and it'll be a great series. I'm looking forward to it. Um, let's talk Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore. Angelito says Cam Whitmore looks good, but he has a tendency to be lousy in some plays, especially on defense. I do agree with that assessment. You know, Cam Whitmore, you can see that something's there. You really can. You can see why the Rockets picked him and we're considering him with a very high pick the dude has a game like he he has he has something that you can work with something you can develop something that is very very promising uh tonight for cam 21 points on nine of 16 shooting three of seven from the field or from from beyond the three-point line so yeah but it's cam's a scorer like like that's i feel like where cam's at in this at, at this point in his career He's a scorer and especially like an off ball scorer. And that's how he's going to be used in this Rockets offense. Um, but given where the Rockets are and where they want to go, I have a hard time seeing um I have a hard time seeing Cam get like legitimate minutes this year. Um, but you know, injuries happen. It's a long season. You want to be able to use your depth, and Cam is part of that depth. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Cam can bring. Um, in the rest of the summer league. To me, I thought Cam tonight, if I had to grade him, I'd probably give him a B to a B plus. Like, I really think that he he showed some real strengths tonight, um, showed some good habits, but also some bad habits. And um, yeah, especially like defensively. And there are just some lapses where he looks like he looks like a rookie because he is, you know, he's, he's 18 years old. So he looks 18 or 18 or 19, but that will hopefully change in due time, especially as he's around these veterans, you know, like the way that the Rockets were developing over the last couple of years, these, these young players not really playing around these veterans, it maybe in a way it may have hurt their, you know, the way they look at the game without their raw talent. I feel like the Rockets have been just running on fumes, running on talent for the last three years they've been banking on that talent now it's time to get not just the talent like the talent is what gets you to the nba the talent is what gets you to the nba the talent is what gets you you know to us only can get you so far but then let's add the nuance to it and cam whitmore's game needs some nuance and it's okay that he doesn't have that round because he's 18 he hasn't played in the nba yet but Put him with, like, I want to see him learn defensively alongside 
Dylan Brooks, Tari Eason. Like these guys, like that's what Cam Whitmore should want to do is, is he should want to, you know, like just stick with Dylan Brooks and just not leave his side. Defend, like I feel like Cam can be a really strong, like he can add that aspect of his game and it's going to change tremendously. Like with the Rockets from the last couple of years, they didn't have that. They didn't have that. They had John Wall who was away. They had Eric Gordon who wanted out. Like they had these guys that just didn't want to be there. Now they've got veterans that want to be there, that are working towards something, they're building towards something. They have legitimate goals. This team has goals now. They didn't have that before. And that's what Cam Whitmore is going to get to learn around. It's what Amen Thompson is going to, get to learn around. And it's a different kind of culture, different kind of environment. All of these guys are. And it's going to make this team a lot more complete. For the first time, I feel like in three or four years, I feel like we have a complete team, which is crazy. Like this is the Rockets are damn near complete, if not complete at this point. And it, it just feels good, man. It just feels like you're working towards something. And like, I always knew that this was the vision. Like you have to go down in order to go back up. That's just how this aspect of the NBA works. You have to, you know, suck for a little bit in order to get up to the top. If the Rockets chose a different option, like let's go be mediocre, like let's run the wow train, whatever you want to call it. You know, they, they wouldn't have gotten all of these top picks. Like probably don't get Jalen Green. You probably don't get Jabari Smith. You probably don't get Amen Thompson. You, you kind of ride the middle, ride those eighth, ninth, tenth picks. But the Rockets now, they have three top five picks that you're legitimately excited about. You have three mid-first-round picks that you're also really excited about. And you've got two or three veterans that you're also really excited about. And that creates your nine-man rotation for the year. And, and that is what, for the first time in since James Harden was here, the Rockets have a vision. A vision, y'all. They have a vision, and you love to see it. Um, Angelito says, I, I've got the Fred Van Vliet beer. I've never heard that one before. I've gotten James Harden a lot, I feel like, because James Harden is. But I do kind of agree with you, Angelito. I mean, I know we've got a lot of listeners that are just listening to us but not watching us live on uh, on StreamYard right now. We're, we're uh, streaming on the Dream Shakes Facebook. We're streaming live on our Twitter account at RocketsFFSN. And my own Twitter account, Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. So if you want to do that, we'll be live again um, on Tuesday night. I think Mike's going to take that show. Then Thursday again as well. I think Mike's going to take that one as well. Um, I'm going on a trip soon, so I won't be around for the next couple of days. But yeah, we've got really exciting stuff here on the Kiss of Death podcast. There's a different energy around this season i think and it's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of lot of lot of fun um some small some small tidbits though that i kind of do want to touch on uh dylan brooks contract um is different than what we had assumed same with jeff green's i thought that was kind of interesting jeff green's contract not one year six million it's actually two years 16 million with the second year non-guaranteed so that is i mean i don't see much of a difference with that Dylan Brooks's contract, instead of it being four years, 80 million, 
it's four years 80 like it's four years 90 with uh 86 guaranteed they it's a descending contract so it's like 22 ish 22 21 20 i think that last year is just over 20 um i don't think too much of that either i know there are a lot of people that were like oh we just gave away 10 million dollars ain't 10 million dollars of your money so why do you give a shit like excuse my language but why do you give a shit like give him the money it's and at the end of the day if you're paying someone 80 million dollars or not what's what's six more million dollars really like seriously y'all like that that kind of bugged me a little bit but um i'm glad dylan brooks is here i'm actually really excited about dylan brooks i think he's gonna be legit um i think he's a good fit for what they're trying to do i think he is like i can't wait for him and tar Eason. like dylan brooks had a q a on the athletic um i think he talked with kelly eco um and it, it made me want to run through a wall for that guy like tari will be my guy but dylan brooks is a solid number two when it comes to that defensive grinder guy um so yeah two small little things i want to talk about oh and also the nba cup that's a thing right um, the Rockets are in the NBA Cup, just like the rest of the league. And the the groups came out yesterday. So there's like six groups of five teams. And you play these games. Um, to be played Tuesdays and Fridays in the month of November. And the Rockets, I'm going to pull up their group here. Um, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Nuggets, and the Pelicans are in their group. So they'll play two of those games at home, two of those games on the road. Whoever has the best amount, whoever has the the most wins out of that group will go on to the knockout round. Or if they're a wild card, there's one wild card in the West, one wild card in the East. And so they'll have to win probably three of those games, at least in order to advance. Um, But these games also count towards the regular season. So there's that aspect of it as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. I know people are thinking it's, you know, kind of weird. It doesn't really make any sense. Um, but it's not for you to get then. Um, at the end of the day, the NBA is going to make more money by doing this. They've got the final in Las Vegas, the semifinals in Las Vegas as well. They're going to make so much money from that. And that's why they're doing this. So money, 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 money. This is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Kids of Death podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at RocketsFFSN because we are the home of all things Houston Rockets at the Fan First Sports Network. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. Yeah. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Burner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Kiss of Death podcast, and until next time, go Rockets.